Welcome to Window of Opportunity, a Stargate rewatch podcast. I'm Carrie. I'm Rachel. And today we're talking about season three. Yes, it's our season three wrap up episode, our favorites, our best ofs, all of that good stuff. Yeah. So did you think that this was seemed like a really long season when you were going back and looking at the episodes that were actually on the list? Kind of. Yeah. And I don't know if that's just because we've gotten so used to now seasons are like eight episodes, 12 episodes, like going back and watching like a 22 episode season of TV seems like so much like this would be like three seasons these days, you know? Yeah. So, but yeah. And it's also different in that with shorter seasons, TV is sort of like a long movie just broken up into chunks, whereas this really is episodic. Like, here is an episode. It has beginning, a middle, and an end. And then you have the next episode, which is a completely new thing, new beginning, middle, end, which they don't make a lot of TV like that anymore, which is weird. They don't. Even if things are released a week at a time, they are still part of a whole. Yeah. Except, like, Law & Order. Like, that is still... (laughs) (laughs) story of the week boom done next week which I actually tend to like more mostly well I mean SG1 obviously was you know such an awesome show that we're still talking about it years later but I've I I'm pretty sure we talked about this at some point that they're usually with TV shows like they'll come out with the first awesome super amazing season because like that's why they created the show that's the story they were telling that's what they had to say and then the show gets super popular and they're like oh we didn't actually come up with what happens to these people after that so what else could we just like shove in there for entertainment value yeah. and it ends up just like having two three plus seasons where it should have just told its story and been done with it. Cough, supernatural cough. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The first one that actually comes to mind for me is Glee. Oh yeah, that definitely went on too long, which wasn't even really that long, but it definitely went on too long. Like I stopped, I didn't watch the last couple seasons of it because I was like, okay, that's, that's enough. Yeah, that that the first season was so awesome because of what it had to say and the story it was telling and the concept of the thing. And then it was like, awesome. What every, what is every other teen cliche that we could possibly throw into this and go? Yeah. And you also have to sort of wonder about how much of a story has been planned for a show when like, say, but like when Whitney Houston passed away, like two weeks later, they had a Whitney Houston episode out. It's like, what, like, what was the story you were supposed to be telling this week? Like, and what happened to that? How, how is your story set up in such a way that stuff like that can happen? Yeah. How much are you flying by the seat of your pants and or running out of ideas? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But anyway, you're not here to talk about Glee. We're here to talk about Stargates. Oh. Yes, we are. <laughs> okay. Um. So before we get into our stuff for this week, we have a couple emails from people, which some are from a couple weeks ago that I like. I kind of forgot were sitting there in my email folder. So I, I apologize for that. Um, our first one, uh, this comes from Michelle and about maternal instinct and crystal skull. Uh, she says, I will admit I was not a fan of maternal instinct at first. I have slowly come to appreciate it more because I may or may not have watched abyss enough to have certain dialogue between certain characters memorized entirely. I'm with you with that. Uh, this means when I watch maternal instinct, I love those scenes in abyss even more. You know, the ones I'm talking about. Yes, I do. Um, 
As for Crystal Skull, I will defend the Indiana Jones movie and say it wasn't that bad, at least for someone who was only alive to see that indie movie in theaters. Oh, so you're, oh, you're a baby, Michelle. <laughs> and you uh, just dated yourself, Yeah, <laughs> I know, that, that I did. I saw it at least the third one, possibly the second one, too, in theaters. Do you remember what the first movie you ever saw in the theater was? I don't. No. Do you? It's in my baby book somewhere. Oh. I haven't looked at that in a while. The first movie I ever remember seeing in the movie theaters was Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Oh, nice. Yeah. Say what you want about Kevin Costner's accent or lack thereof. It's a really, it's a decent movie. It's a very entertaining it's movie. movie. It's, it's a good has movie. A special, special place in my heart. It does. Alan Rickman is the sheriff. Come on. Yes. So good. Anyway. Um, she goes on then say, but seriously though, the why doesn't he fall through the floor question is the same as the why do they speak English question? And that's because the answer to both is simple. It has to be that way or they can't tell the story without wasting time, money, or both. Which, you know, yeah, true. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> <But>. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, also, side note, I believe Jack's Napoleonic power monger line wasn't solely a reference to Fraser's hype, but a reference to how in medical matters she, uh, captain or major, I'm not sure when she gets promoted, can and does give Jack orders. Jack's joke is that she's using the situation to insert herself into power over him. Ooh. So, I mean, yeah, I guess I can see that. Hmm. Yeah. There you go. Thanks whether for or not, Whether or not it's necessary or just for fun, we don't know. Yeah. <laughs> um, then she had she sent a quick follow-up um, that in the Wormhole Extreme episode, they actually call out the line, why doesn't the person fall through the floor? Like, in the episode, that's a question that, like, one of the actors, quote-unquote, has in that episode. Oh, so. that's going to be fun. Yeah, I didn't remember that they do that. But, I mean, it makes total sense that at that point in time, they'd be like, all right. <laughs> Let's let's go swim through through that. Let's go through some of our fan mail. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, and then the last one from Mike about Nemesis. Uh, love the comment. I'm just a super nerd about Stargate and just rotate through the shows about twice a year, so a lot of details are drilled in my head. Uh, about the Asgard transporters, just like the sensor outside the ship, there are internal sensors to move from room to room. In a much later episode, they mentioned about the transporters on the Daedalus and how they don't have Asgard sensors, so they can't move room to room on the Daedalus. So, yeah. So Asgard have sort of, I guess, two sets of transporters, outside to inside and then inside to inside. So... To me, that just invokes a scene where the Asgard are sitting around a table designing the spaceship, and they're like, I don't want to go from there to there. I don't want to walk. Give me... <laughs> oh, do we need to talk about the Asgard interior designers now, like the Gould interior designers? <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, um... All of the things hidden behind the things. So somebody was like, I don't want to walk from here to there. I want a beam. Yeah. Um, he also sent some memes, so let me share my screen with you, Rachel, real quick, so uh, you can see these. So, because we were talking about like the 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 ancient history, the aliens guy, you you all know who we're talking yeah. about. So, uh, so this first one, I'll see if I can attach them to um, like the tweet for this, or like put them in a reply. Um, the first one is Daniel, sort of in that. I managed to find a screen cap of Daniel that's in that sort of similar pose that the gen meme of that guy is in. Or it says, I'm yeah. not saying it was the ancients, but it was the ancients. It looks like it was just his head. Maybe. 
that was put because in the next one it's it's the same rest of the body. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's very good Photoshop though. Yeah, it's really good Photoshop. Yeah. Uh, and the next one is just the the ancient <laughs> aliens guy. So it's my favorite episode of Stargate SG One, <laughs> the one with the aliens. <laughs> yep. Uh, <laughs> and then the last one is just Stargate Gould Aliens. Gould Aliens. Yeah. So thank you for that, Mike. That was very funny. I like the Daniel Jackson one. I'm not saying it was the ancients, <laughs> but it was the ancients. The ancients yes. <laughs> um okay uh anything else before we get into our stuff oh no let's do it okay um so we're gonna start off uh i think we usually start off best episode per character mm-hmm. okay um who do you what do you have for hammond all right so i tried this time around to do like not duplicate my episodes as much as possible. So um, my best Hammond was Shades of Grey. <gasps> Me too. Oh, stop it. Dang okay. it. Yeah. But I just sort of like knowing there's this side to Hammond that once we figure out what's going on, it's like, oh, George is in on it too. Because mm-hmm. we know, like, we know Jack has done Black Ops and probably stuff like this before. But to find out... You know, good old Uncle George can do stuff like this. Good old Uncle George has a poker face. He does. He really does. Mm -hmm. Okay. What do you have for Jack? A hundred days. Oh, my God. Me too. Oh, stop it. This is going to be a really short episode now. I thought I was being different. (laughs) I know. But, yeah, it's just, it's good. We don't, aside from it just being about Jack, I like that we kind of got to see Jack as like not the military guy. We got to see sort of the kind of person he would be if he hadn't gone back and joined the Stargate program, probably, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah. he was living on a farm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that is an interesting question though. If Jack O'Neill wasn't a military man, what would he have been? Oh, mm-hmm. I could see him being like a, like a, a an astronomy professor of some sort. Oh, yeah, I like that. Either, like, high school or college, you know? Yeah. You think he would actually like teaching people things? I think if they were older, like, college age, then there are, there are more, like, adults and not mm-hmm. rowdy teenagers, probably. Yeah. <laughs> but can you imagine Jack O'Neill in, like, a high school class and being like, hey, shut up, sit down, you know? I kind of actually like that. <laughs> you know? He'd be, like, that stern but still cool teacher who, like, yeah. you don't mess around in his classroom, but also he's going to teach you some really cool stuff. So, yeah, yeah. He's gonna be the one that gets through to all yeah. those rowdy kids that they have yeah. in the movies. Mm-hmm. That yep. one that causes problems, but somehow Jack O'Neill is on it. Yep. Yep. Yes. Uh, moving on to Tilk. New ground. Yeah. Dang it. Oh, again. We need to like take away a point for us every time we're actually yeah. getting the same one. I know. Now I'm afraid to ask about the about Sam and Daniel. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Sam might be different. Who knows? I don't know. I kind of maybe cheated with Sam. Oh, my Sam one, I picked Jolinar's Memories. Oh, see, I just, I went for the two parts. Those two episodes are hard for me to, like, separate because they are so just one story. Mm. So. But was that your same thinking? Yeah, Jolinar's Memories slash The Devil, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I was deciding between that one and what's what's a point of view, but Oh yeah. That one's a lot of like other Sam who's not our Sam too. 
but it's still Sam. It is still Sam. Yeah. It's just Sam in quotes. <laughs> Major or doctor. Come take your take your take your pick. <laughs> it was an episode of Sam. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. And finally, Daniel. I went with Forever in a Day. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh. There were quite there were quite a few for Daniel this season, but like I almost went with Legacy. But yeah, I ended up going yeah Forever in a Day. Just cause the whole journey that he goes on. Well, yeah, because Legacy isn't so much a Daniel episode. It's a Michael Shanks episode. Yeah, right? that's true. Yeah. And we have had that discussion before. It's like, oh, my God. he's like, But it's like, it's just Michael with that kind of acting thing that Michael Shanks is doing is really good mm-hmm. in it. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's boring. <laughs> These polls are going to be like, what's your favorite episode? Shades of Grey or Shades of Grey? <laughs> Shades of Grey or other. I know. I my son, my I, I was talking to my family about this and my son was like, why don't you put up an other option? I was like, well, because that's not the point. That might have to be the point for these polls. <laughs> the point is one of us has to win. One of us has to win. But since we agreed, then we do win. So I guess maybe we should see if people think something else. Whether... <laughs> You'll just have to go with, do you agree? Yes or no? <laughs> Is Shades of Grey the best Journal Hammond episode? Yes or no? Oh, hmm. yeah. Okay. Well, Sorry, everybody. I don't know. I don't, I'm trying to figure, is this a good thing or a bad thing that we picked the same episodes? Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess it highlights the awesomeness, awesomeness of each. I'm guess it highlights that we were totally catching what they were throwing in those episodes and we, we yeah. felt we felt the awesome of those characters yeah so i'm gonna go with it's a good thing okay yeah all right sure let's go with that <laughs> <laughs> um all right shall we get to our first game yes this episode which is once again rachel badly describing episodes and i have to try and figure out what she's talking about yeah okay, okay. Some of these I thought I ended up being really funny, and some of them I was like, mm, whatever. Okay, so let's start <laughs> off with uh, Daniel becomes a 1950s housewife in which he inherits his grandfather's jewelry and then becomes invisible. A 1950s housewife? Or I should say, learns, learns what it's like to be a 1950s housewife in which he inherits his grandfather's jewelry and then becomes invisible. Crystal Skull? Yeah. Okay. Like that's the only one where he becomes invisible. Oh, okay. I see. Okay. Uh, I get it. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. <laughs> uh, Jack learns how to plow a field. Boom, gee. A hundred days. Yeah. <laughs> SG1. Or where is it? Okay. Um, SG1 goes LARPing on another planet. Oh, LARPing. Hmm. Rules of engagement? Yeah. Yes. SG-1 travels to a planet of reformed swingers. <laughs> reformed swingers? Uh, hmm. Seth? No. No. I don't know. That one has me stumped. Past and present? Oh, because the guy was like, you're my wife. But no. Yeah, okay. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
Alien race tries to take over Earth through fashion accessories. Foothold. Yep. Yeah. Stupid. SG-1 likes it, so they put a ring on it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Um... Oh. I think so they put a ring on it. Huh. I don't know. That one has me stumped. That's Nemesis. Put this uh, on the <laughs> Stargate ring. Oh, very good. Very good. Okay. SG one learns that they are not smarter than a fifth grader. Learning curve. Yeah. Yeah. Sam discovers why she doesn't look good with long hair. Point of view. And then the Point. last one. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Correct. And Wait. then the last one I did was Daniel thinks he learns magic, but discovers he's just a magician's assistant. Maternal instinct. Mm-hmm. Ah, very good. Very Yay. good. Yay! You did stump me on a couple, so. Yay! Um, okay, should we move on to a couple other points of discussion, and then I have a game we can play in a little bit. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, so next topic for discussion is the best otherworldly beings. I mean, I feel like we're going to agree on this one. Uh, I put the ancient slash whatever Omadizal and the monk from Maternal Instinct are. Well, okay then, because obviously it's Ergo. Oh, okay. <laughs> Why do you think Ergo is the best? Because it's just Ergo. <laughs> That's all <you> okay. <laughs> okay. I mean, yeah, it is Ergo. Yeah. But... I guess I'm also kind of thinking ahead in, like, what Oma Dasala and all them, like, come to mean in the Stargate. But, yeah. yeah we don't really get to know much no. about that yet, so. Yeah, that's true. But I also, and I also just have a fondness for Maternal Instinct as an episode in a whole, so. No, yeah. I have a fondness for Dom DeLuise. I just can't stay away from that man. Okay. Ergo, ergo. Okay. <laughs> Then we have best villain, which um, from Kevin on Twitter, we have a question sort of about villainy in here. Oh. Um, oh. He says, do you think that the replicators live up to being an enemy that can defeat the Asgard? If you don't want to skip ahead, that's fine. Because, I mean, I remember what becomes of like the replicators in the Asgard. So I don't know if I want to say. <laughs> but Rachel, I don't know. Do you have a two? Well, I mean... Of course, I only vaguely remember, so I don't know the specifics of what happens to everything. So I'm going to go just from the place of what I have rewatched so far. And just from that one episode, it does not seem at all like they would have been something powerful enough to to defeat the Asgard. Although, I mean, the Asgard are the Asgard and as old as they are, I can definitely see how it is true that their own arrogance is what gets the better of them. And and if they're just not used to encountering something as interesting as the replicators, because I I think with something like that, if, if an enemy that you encounter that is unexpected and you're overconfident, um, a, a defeat like that isn't prolonged. It generally tends to be pretty swift. So. Very true. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. So my um, answer is maybe. <laughs> <laughs> very, very definitive answer there. On that. <laughs> I'm going to go with, at this point in time, no. 
question okay. mark. Yeah. Okay. Um, so then who do you think, though, then was the best villain we encountered in season three? Um, best villain in season three for me actually was the canon in the demons episode. Okay. Because, you know, up until then, we've been dealing with like the ghoul and, and people that are just like evil for the sake of evil and it's in their DNA and blah, I'm the villain of the episode. But at, when it comes to the canon in demons, like, like that's that's corruption. That's somebody who made that decision to hold his power over these, you know, poor people in the village. Right. OK. That's, that's villainy for me. OK. Mm-hmm. I went with Mayborn. Mm-hmm. because he almost got the whole SG, like the whole Stargate program shut down thanks to his thieving shenanigans, which, you know, screw you, Aborn. You're terrible and I hate you. Yeah. Yeah. But sort of along your lines with the canon, I almost had the Bedrosians from Newground mm-hmm. in this sort of similar vein where it's just not necessarily corruption, but just this guy who just like won't possibly admit to the fact that he might be wrong and therefore is this situation that's just gotten completely out of control because he won't concede the point that maybe there is something else that he doesn't even know really and then Mm -hmm. because he thinks he knows everything and he thinks he's right because he knows everything yeah do you want to go to the other game or do a couple more discussion points more game other game other game other game okay um so this is a game i i kind of stole from the broad wasted podcast um, because like they play games like every week on their show and um, I thought this would actually be fun when I kind of tried to put this into Stargate mode. So this is a game that they and I are calling Recast where we have our five main characters, so SG-1 and Hammond. And then because this season aired from 1999 to 2000, I found the top five box office movies from those years. So the top five from 1999 and the top five from 2000. And I've got a couple die and I'm going to roll those die to find a character and then a movie. And Rachel, you are going to have to take that character, not the actor, but the character and replace one of the characters in the movie with our Stargate character. Okay. Would you like to know what the movies are or would you like to be uh, surprised when I roll the die and tell you No, just surprise me. This is going to be fun. Okay. So first I'm going to roll for the character. And so it's going to be one Hammond, two Jack, three Tilk, four Sam, five Daniel. Okay. Because that's just the order I have written them down on my sheet. So uh, we're starting with two, so that's Jack. So we are going to put Jack O'Neill in meet the parents so who are you taking out and who are you putting jack o'neill in place of i mean i would love to see jack o'neill in the robert de niro role yeah the dad yeah yeah okay i would love to see jack o'neill harass ben stiller's character i know the funny thing is i don't think much would change really No, I, I think you could probably just give Jack O'Neill the script that like Robert De Niro had, and it would be exactly the same thing. <laughs> I feel like if you put Jack O'Neill in the Ben Stiller role, I, I don't remember character names, of course, as you can yeah. guess. I think that they probably would have gotten along, and therefore the movie, but it would would have been really short. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, let's see what else we got. No, oh, that was Jack. Uh, so we have Daniel now. Mm-hmm. We're going to put Daniel in Mission Impossible 2. 
Mission Impossible 2. Yeah. Oh, what happened in Mission Impossible? I only remember the first one. Um, in Mission let me, here, I should probably, like. I don't think uh, there's any, because I'm not thinking that Daniel would have made an awesome spy. No. So this was the one directed by John Woo with who was like, um, oh, Dougray Scott was like the bad guy. Mm-hmm. in it and Tandy Newton where there was that virus and like it and en- she ended up like having to and in- she ended up like getting injected with this virus and they had to like try and save her mm-hmm. okay I vaguely remember this one but not enough to make this fun I because I do not think that Daniel would have made a good Ethan Hunt no no okay. no I'm I'm gonna uh I'm gonna put him in the in the Tandy Newton role I'm gonna put him as Nia Hall okay yeah. Sure, why not? He's going to be the damsel in distress in this one. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's see who else we got. All right, we got Hammond. General Hammond. In Austin Powers, the spy who shagged me. <laughs> I would love to see Hammond as Austin Powers. With... <laughs> uh Yes, I'm going with that one. Okay. He doesn't even have to try and be British. Like, bring the Texan accent with you. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Oh. All right. Let's see, we got Tilk and Sam left. Okay, Tilk. Finally, Tilk is going in Gladiator. Ooh. Well, do I want him to be Marcus Mac- or Maximus? No. I mean, he totally could rock it, but let's make this more fun. See who else was in that movie. Who was the the mentor type dude that was like the slave that eventually won his freedom? Oh yeah, the old I guy. Yes, I want Teal'c in that role. Okay, I could mm-hmm. see that. Yeah, this the sort of the mentor trainer. Yes. I. Okay. Yeah, I want Teal'c in that role. Okay. Mhm. I like it. Okay. I think so. All right, now finally for Sam, we have Sam going into Toy Story 2. She could totally be the girl cowboy. Oh, yeah. She's just Jessie. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That she worked. could totally be Jessie. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like it. Now I'm imagining Sam just as a cartoon. <laughs> She'd be adorable. She would be. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yay! Yay! Did you like that? Like, do you like that game? I don't know. Let us know what you think. Are you also gonna do some? Is there room for you? Um. Well, there are ten movies and five characters, so I guess we could do them. But I thought because the I you came up with a game that I played, so then I came up with a game that you played. Oh, okay. So I thought we'd just do it that way. Okay. 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 Um. Okay. Um. New. Topic point of discussion is the best foreign territory title, uh, which this will be one of the polls we'll put up on our Twitter and you guys can go vote and see what you guys think. So what's your what's your first one? Because we each came with two. So what's your first favorite foreign territory title? Um, My favorite. See, some of them I liked just for their comedic. <laughs> Some of them I liked because they were profound and some of them I liked because they were just like 
it's almost as if the the person naming the episodes was like, yeah, I don't know what this means. We're just going to name it exactly what happens. Um, But one that I really liked more for its profoundness was um, the Russian version of Legacy. That was the gift of goodbye. Me too. Oh, stop. This whole episode is just going to be boring. I know, because we just agree on everything. Oh, my God, we should be friends. (laughs) Charlie, we've been hanging Uh, out too long. Dang it. I know. We've been doing this too long. All right. Well, then what was your second one? Uh, My second one was the Hungarian Shades of Grey, which was Dark Matters. Ooh. Okay, good then. Because my second one, I went for comedic value, and I loved the German 100 Days, which was just O'Neill and Lyra. (laughs) (laughs) They were just like, nope, we're going with what happens. Okay. Um, I did have an honorable mention for the Spanish uh, translation of Fair Game to The Summit, but just because there's an episode in season five called The Summit, and I really need to know what Summit is called now in the Spanish speaking territories for when we get there because they already used Summit in season three. Yes. I'm like, now I need to know what to do for that one. So. It's just going to be called Other Summit. <laughs> it was fun finally looking at this list and seeing how you were trying to pronounce them in the episodes. Yeah. <laughs> the, only, the only real foreign language experience I have is, you know, I took Spanish in school and then. I did choir and stuff, so sometimes we sang, you know, in German and, and other languages, but, like, that's yeah. all of the foreign languages I experience I have, so. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I took French in school. I'm learning Italian, so I can kind of, you know, do Spanish because of those two languages, because Spanish is still is part of the whole romance language thing, but, yeah. Like, I'm not even going to try and pronounce, like, Czech or Russian or anything like that. Nope. Yeah. I, nope. I do not even know how to begin to pronounce those letters nope nope Alrighty then yeah um all right shall we move on to our top five episodes overall Ooh. okay i wonder if these are gonna be the same or not <laughs> okay do you want to start or do you want me to start you go first okay my number one favorite episode of season three is legacy oh okay why yeah. I just, it's just the Michael Shankness of it. <laughs> I'll be shallow and say, and I just think, I also think it's interesting that even though it ends up not being what's actually happening, the whole, there is a sort of physical effect on the body from gate travel, because you would have to think there would be some kind, like you are getting torn down to the molecular level and then reassembled mm-hmm. millions of light years away. How is that not having a physical and psychological effect on a person. You would think it has to, you know? Yeah. So, mm-hmm. and even though it ends up not being that, I just thought it, it sort of brought up an interesting sort of topic of conversation about the Stargate program and what is happening with these people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And how is it driving them mad? Yes. <laughs> Slowly driving them mad. Yes. Yeah. Legacy was actually my number five. Okay. My number one was New Ground. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Because I just loved the discussion point. I guess that's really what I enjoyed about so many of, of the episodes in this season with season three kind of finding its groove is, mm-hmm. I know we talked about it a lot in the beginning of, you know, obviously with a lot of sci-fi shows that tried to draw parallels to, you know, things happening now and, and you know, far too often they try to like, 
teach the audience something and it just fails right. miserably or it ends up being like so ridiculously cheesy and or obvious mm -hmm. and just blech. um but i found with a lot of these episodes they actually do bring up interesting things to talk about not in well i mean it's sci-fi so it's somewhat cheesy but on purpose but right yeah it's actually just good discussion points and that is what i really liked about new ground yeah like they're 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 like without the condescension that can sometimes creep into you right. will learn from this thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. The, the greatest enemy is ourselves and this dude because we're putting <laughs> in the episode, you know, but yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Um so my number 2 was Forever in a Day. Oh, that was my number 4. Are we doing this backwards? Apparently. <laughs> so why why did forever in a day make your list uh it was it was just a really well done character development episode i thought yeah it, mm -hmm. it was a really good daniel episode and i picked legacy as five because you know it was a really good yeah. michael shanks episode yeah <laughs> yep we're simple girls here <laughs> yeah <clears throat> Okay. Um, so what's your number two then? I picked Shades of Grey. Okay. Because I just loved the espionage. Uh, so for my, for number three, I went with Foothold. Oh, okay. Mine was Pretense. Okay. Oh yeah, I didn't put Pretense on here. That's a good one. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. I think Foothold is just, it's just like a fun Stargate episode, you know? Yeah, that's yeah. what that's what I liked about um about my other one. Okay. Yeah. And also Shades we get like Major Davis, which is always fun for me. <laughs> <laughs> and Mayborn not being a complete dick. Like he's kind of a dick, but not as much as he usually is. So like that's kind of nice that we get, you know. Yeah, we get we get a slightly different side to, mm -hmm. you know, Mayborn. In that one. Okay, so then my final two were Ergo and Maternal Instinct. Okay, why? Well, I mean, it's Ergo. Like, I mean, like you said earlier, Ergo mm -hmm. is Ergo. Like, we don't get a lot of kind of, like, straight-up comedic episodes from Stargate. Like, there are episodes where funny things may happen, but this, I feel, is really just, this is a comedic episode of this show. Mm -hmm. Which I think it's always fun when you can kind of switch up the genre a bit on shows like this. So it's not like serious, 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 like for 22 episodes, because that would just be like too much. Mm -hmm. And just having this sort of light, fun, silliness in the middle of the season, I think helps. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Do you like it when shows do holiday themed episodes? Yeah. I do too. I'm a little ridiculous like that, but yes, I do. Yeah. <laughs> I do it for that reason of just, you know, the, the lighthearted departure. Yeah from the norm of whatever's going on yes and I also appreciate like when Psych did that they would also like holidayify like the theme song I always thought was fun mm -hmm. when they did that yeah yeah um and then yeah maternal instinct is just again it may just be because of the legacy that comes after it but it's just a very no no legacy was a different episode but don't cheat um but yeah, it's just, I think, a very important episode for Stargate, and I do like what happens in it, and that we get a bit of closure to sort of the dangling storyline still of Shifu, you know, Shari's child and stuff, and that we're sort of, 
that's sort of the final thread from like earlier seasons. And so we're kind of like closing things up so we can move forward with like a clean slate, if you will. Right. I think that's all of them. Yeah. Good one. No, we have best slash worst teachable moment. Oh, yes. Um, I just I went with learning curve. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. What did that you? Was a good one. Um, I went with maternal instinct. Oh, okay. Because I just loved how the entire episode. Daniel is so excited of like learning all these things and he's like, Oh my God, I'm learning telepathy in like three hours. This is amazing. I'm, I'm the most powerful being in the world. And then at the end, he's just like, I didn't do a damn thing. (laughs) (laughs) No, you didn't. No. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I think learning curve was just interesting in the way it almost put the SGC in a bad light, Mm -hmm. um, which doesn't happen very often because you know these are our heroes they're always right they're always on the side of good and stuff and I thought it was just interesting how it kind of flipped things around Mm -hmm. for that week to sort of teach them a lesson like they're always trying to teach other people so yes yep agreed I like it very nice Mm -hmm. yeah uh and then we have just sort of three or four like just a, a few sort of miscellaneous shout out moments we call just miscellaneous things from different episodes that just like that little moment is just something I will always remember mm-hmm. from this season well I would also like to add I had a runner-up for oh uh for best worst teachable moment is that okay. dead man switch teaches production that <laughs> casting <laughs> <laughs> yeah is very important yes <laughs> yeah and they now may have learned their lesson on whether or not to cast somebody just because they're well known. Yes. Yep. Okay. Yep. I agree. Yep. yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. That was, that was my honorable mention. Okay. I will agree. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so miscellaneous shout out moments, but what, what, what are you remembering? What are you retaining from season three? Um, you know, my favorite shout out moment is going to have to be just a shout out to Kevin Durand as Zapakna. Because, <laughs> because every single other role I have ever seen him in, he's either like Mr. Domineering, uh, you know, SWAT dude or like Big Loud Texan or like whatever. And just seeing him owning his Mayan God costume and just like acting in that role, I, it just it just makes me happy. It takes me to a happy yep. place. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Ever since this episode, yeah. Anytime we see him, he's still, he's still, oh my God, it's Lord Tippy. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Always will be. Yep. He's my shout out. Okay. You just had the one shout out? Um, also, shout out to Sam's wig. Okay. You know, her, her long hair. Okay. In point of view. That's, was, yeah. that's all I took with me. Okay. Lord Tippy and Sam's wig. Got it. <laughs> Especially if Lord Zippy was ever wearing Sam's wig. <laughs> oh, yeah, that would be. <laughs> the two be were ever to combine, the world would implode. Probably, yep. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Um, okay, so mine is, uh, the first one is uh, in, in Foothold, Major Davis's extreme reaction of disgust when Daniel reveals himself to be Sam when he makes it back to the base. Oh, that's right. Because it's just yeah. like, you think he'd be happy because, oh my God, Sam's here. Yay, she can help. But he's just like, Major Carter? Like, he's so <laughs> disturbed by it. It's just, I don't know why. It just amuses me so much. And, yeah. 
Um, then uh, if you immediately know the candlelight is fire, the mail was cooked a long time ago. Oh, my God. No, take that off the list. We don't <laughs> want to hear. No, we will never speak of that again. Uh, um, then uh, just that scene where the gate gets beamed up in Nemesis because I was just like, oh, my God. Yes. Yeah. It was really yeah, good. Totally. The look of yeah. confusion and or fright. Yep. Love it. Um, yeah. And then happiness when Daniel realizes what's going on and his friends might actually make it out of this and like be okay. It's really Yay. good. Yeah. Uh, and then finally, just like at the end of learning curve, when you see the children and the adults like playing, finally, yeah. like actually getting to see kids, I think it's really nice. That is very yeah. nice. It's lovely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I liked it. All good things. Um, so the final thing we did this last season was to review all of the memos that <laughs> we came up, we came, Rachel came up with, um, for this season. Um, how many, um, how many are just Daniel stop touching things? Um, quite a bit. <laughs> um, all right. So shall we go through them? Yes, do it. All right. <clears throat> so we have bring back up again, uh, pulled a huge ass lover first. Back up. <laughs> Read the fucking manual slash memo slash treaty slash paperwork. Mm. Uh, have Daniel in the room. Oh my God, stop touching things. <laughs> Sometimes the History Channel is right and it is aliens. <laughs> uh, this one was in parentheses, so it's sort of like half a memo. Uh, but it was don't allow guest doctors to have opinions. Oh, yes. Uh, don't do things that would get you court-martialed just because you feel like it. Okay. Uh, the Earthway is not the only way. Okay. Alert people before you set off a reactor. Oh, yes. Uh, don't kidnap children. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. Uh, uh, Aztec or Teotihuacan, pick one, because they're not the same. Mm-hmm. What happens in the alternate reality stays in the alternate reality. <laughs> uh, have backup sets. Okay. Uh, have a toker code word for verification purposes. Ah, mm, uh, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, shorten the time at which SG teams need to check in after their initial arrival on a planet. Yes. Uh, the this, this memo actually got a, like got a title on it. It is the the shit is going down memo, where if there is gunfire immediately upon exiting the gate, radio back to inform the SGC of the situation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. uh, come up with a better plan B for telling people their god is dead, other than they're just idiots. <laughs> That one should be highlighted. Yeah. Uh, have clocks in the SGC for the various times on, like, other planets, and sometimes it's not a 12-hour clock. Oh, yeah. Have procedures for UAV retrieval. Mm-hmm. Uh, this meeting could have been an email. <laughs> uh, if they look okay, they are okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, page two of the quarantine manual, Tilk. <laughs> Uh, bring backup again. Again. No surprises. Yeah. No surprises. No surprises. Okay. Uh, everyone read the manual on what briefings should be before leaving on a mission. Mm-hmm. Have a more detailed plan. And get the name of the Gould interior designer. Yes. Uh, hell, hell, hell is expensive. Also, yes. Uh, we had homework for Apophis. Uh, learn better interrogation techniques. Yes. Quarantine protocols and Earth entry protocols. Um, again, earlier check-in after leaving Earth. Basically, all of these is SGC, get your shit together. It, I mean, it really could be summed up with that. Um, the mouth needs to turn left. <laughs> yes. 
uh, don't sleep with aliens. Uh, Rachel is the ball monitor. I am the ball monitor. Yes. Uh, just mm. say no to strange visitors. Mm-hmm. Check in earlier. Still, still checking earlier. Uh, Daniel, stop touching things. And what are the rules of touching? <laughs> uh, ask your ally how to destroy your common enemy. Mm-hmm. There you and go. Those are, those are all good things. Yeah, we're just gonna have to start putting check marks on. Call for backup. Call for backup soon. Call for backup. Daniel, yep. stop touching things. <laughs> Yeah, I think those are going to be every season, like every other episode, one of those is going to have to come up. Which one of the memos is it today? Call for backup, call for backup faster, or Daniel, stop touching things. Yep, which one is it this week? Yep. Okay. You know what I thought? I had a thought when we were talking about Crystal Skull and the... Um, obviously since Daniel was missing and the other scientist was examining the skull and we commented how they were kind of still treating him like he was not, you know, supposed to know all the information. He didn't have all the clearance. Yeah. And then it occurred to me that when he was making his appearance in forever and a day, like Mm -hmm. that was all in Daniel's mind. So by that time that guy hadn't actually been filled in. But like he's working at the SGC. But I mean, but he is working at the SGC. But we don't know if he's doing that permanently at that point in time, or if he was just really actually brought in to consult on said skull. Oh, I guess that's a good point. But I mean, Siler does say, "I think you're going to get fired." But I guess that could be from your temporary position. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I and guess, my conclusion yeah. is, I think we may have been a little too hard on him because the other time we saw him, it was in Daniel's mind. That's very true. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Um. So, final thoughts. Season three. Good. Yes. No. Yay. Bad. Yeah. Liked it. Finding a groove. Yeah. Let's see what season four has it has in store. Yeah, well, it's going to kick off with a bang because we ended on a cliffhanger again. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening this week. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at SG underscore rewatch or send us an email at woo. That's W-O-O-S-G rewatch at gmail.com. Don't forget to rate and review us, please. And we will see you next week when we kick off season four with small victories. Bye.